1010 WOLB Baltimore and WERQ-FM HD3 Baltimore. The views and opinions of the guest and host you hear are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Radio 1, its sponsors or advertisers. In conversation with L.Y. Good morning to each and every one. And uh, Mark C. is on board. We'll certainly have him up in a moment. And uh, Eric is sitting in, too. And uh, I just want to uh, express my deep, deep appreciation for all who participated in the uh, trunk and treat it was our fourth annual fourth annual trunk and treat event that was held at the arena players parking lot this past saturday and the weather was perfect and i want to thank the very fine folks who made it possible i'm anticipating that sister lena Rebin, one of the co-chairs will be calling in so that we can acknowledge all those good folks and I don't want to miss anybody because it just was just a nice day. And I want to thank everyone for coming. And it's an old-fashioned way of doing it. We collect, uh, first of all, the cars come into the parking lot. They have their trunks full of all the goodies and and the, the, uh, the Halloween uh, candies and things. And one of the uh, sponsors uh, had uh, books and gave away uh, books. 
that that was very helpful to us, and so to, to, for the youngsters. And then the youngsters started coming through, and uh, it was just fantastic, absolutely fantastic. But uh, I'm, I'm going to do a couple things a little different, but I'm going to try to stay on the, on the schedule as I do it. But uh, I came across, uh, I, I, I like motivational thoughts. I, I really, really do. I, I really like... Uh, one of the things that uh, this uh, amputation has done is uh, now my 18th month, and uh, it sets it sets you back. If you have anyone who's who's disabled, has a disability, believe you me, family, it is no easy task to gear yourself up and make things happen. And uh, in any case, long story short, it. Uh, I'm 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 better than I was, uh, and I'm, I'll never be able to walk again. But I'm gonna eventually get to the point where, uh, with some car uh, uh, rearrangements and things, I should be able to drive. I'm I, I've net I'm not a quitter. I'm not a quitter, and uh, the Lord has let me live a few more weeks, seventy-four years age. So I just wanna continue to the best I can with what I can do. But in any case, uh, from time to time, some of my close friend or two will send me something that just lays good. And so I want to share this one with you. And uh, this one is called Angels in the Alley. Angels in the Alley. Diane, a young Christian university student, was home for the summer She'd gone to visit some friends one evening, and time passed quickly as she shared their various experiences of the past year. She ended up staying longer than planned and had to walk home alone. She wasn't afraid because it was a small town, and she lived only a few blocks away. As she walked along under the tall elm trees, Diane asked God to keep her safe from harm and danger. When she reached the alley, which was a shortcut to her home, she decided to take it. However, halfway down the alley, she noticed a man standing at the end as though he were waiting for her. She became uneasy and began to pray, asking for God's protection. Instantly, a confronting feeling, comforting feeling, feeling of quietness and security wrapped around her. She felt as though someone was walking with her. When she reached the end of the alley, she walked right past the man and home safely. The following day, she read in the newspaper that a young girl had been raped in the same alley just 20 minutes after she had been there. Feeling overwhelmed by this tragedy and the fact that it could have been her, she began to weep, thanking the Lord for the safety and to help this young woman. She decided to go to the police station. She felt she could recognize the man, so she told them her story. The police asked her if she would be willing to look at a lineup to see if she could identify him. She agreed and immediately pointed out the man she had seen in the alley the night before. When the man was told he had been identified, he immediately broke down and confessed. The officer thanked Diane for her bravery, asked if there was anything they could do for her 
She asked if they could ask the man one question. Diane was curious as to why he had not attacked her. When the policeman asked him, he answered, because she wasn't alone. She had two tall men walking on either side of her. The morale of the story, don't underestimate the power of prayer, gives you goosebumps, doesn't it? A candle of love, hope, and friendship. Wow. Don't underestimate the power of prayer. So I think about the 18th month. I'm just believing. I'm just believing that all's going to be well. More time. Rather be slow and right than fast and wrong. Okay, where are we at? Well, first of all, yes, indeed, the Ravens, uh, well, what they do? They, 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 they threw down the cards. Yeah, how about that? And, uh, and uh, the, what about this guy, Michael Pierce? Uh, he's the uh, f- number 58. And uh, Eric, he's uh, I, I, I've heard them mention him a couple times this, uh, this season, but uh, he really had a good day yesterday. He's about yeah. 340 pounds. Big boy. He stuffed that run in there. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> look, keep that middle clog that we need that in there. Though. Wow. Ray was looking good, though. Three in a row. We want to so, roll. So, yes, and. and uh, so, all right, Ravens, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, and they're going to be coming back to Baltimore uh, for the next three games, and then I think I'm going to get a chance uh, first part of December to see my first Raven game in person. So I'll have more to say about that in a few. That's but what I'm we're talking about. down to uh, what we have on the plate for you this morning. And you know who's trying to roll with you. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So we got, uh, let's see, we got first things I want to let you know is that uh, the, uh, so I got the sports piece in here. Let me, uh, oh, I didn't want to talk. Oh, let me also say this. Paul, uh, uh, John Sarbanes, he's a Democrat who represents Howard County and parts of Anne Arundel County and Carroll Counties and said he will s- serve the remainder of his term which runs through 2024. A nine-term Democrat who advocated for election and campaign finance reform, he announced Thursday he won't seek re-election next year in the third congressional district. He announced it was a surprise. Yes, it was. He said at a news release that he was interested in other forms of service. Before coming to Congress, I also found great reward in working with nonprofits, volunteering, and otherwise contributing to my community. This, too, is a powerful form of public service. For some time now, I've found myself down and drawn back to that kind of work, wanted to explore the many opportunities to serve that exist outside of the elected office. He's 61. He'll serve the remainder of his term, which runs through 2024. His uh, departure opens up a rare vacancy in Maryland's eight-member congressional delegation. There's a vacancy in the 6th Congressional District, uh, which, of course, uh, is where the Democrat is running for the United States Senate, Dave Trone. Uh, Democrats hold seven of the eight seats. Andy Harris represents Harford, and Eastern Shore is the only Republican. Let me just say this. John Sarbanes... 
I really thought he was going to be running in this election for the United States Senate. I had always anticipated that when Cardin pulled away, that John would be the one who was going to step in and, and run. His father was, I would say me even, along with Barbara Mikulski, the best. And then right before that was Senator Matthias. Maryland has had a, a good, good representation in that United States Senate. Matthias, Sarbanes, and Barbara Mikulski, for sure, for sure. And uh, good fella, uh, you, you, you're best known in the House for your advocacy for ethics reform, campaign finance, and voting rights protection. You are a tireless champion for our democracy. You are a true public servant who focused on people over politics, and you've been a fierce advocate for the people uh, of the Baltimore area, particularly the Baltimore region, and uh, you're good people. And uh, I wish you well, good man. I wish you well. Americans are skipping care due to the health costs. Half working age Americans struggle to pay for health care. One in three Americans owe money to a hospital, doctor, or other health care provider. A new survey show. The survey by the Commonwealth Fund, a private foundation that focuses on equitable access to health care, also report that two in five people skipped or delayed medical care or didn't fill a prescription in the past year because they couldn't afford it. The survey revealed that even people who get health insurance through work or elsewhere can't afford, often can't afford health care costs. The financial strain of health care has made Americans sicker and often put them in debt, says Sarah Collins, a senior scholar and vice president of the New York-based foundation. The findings challenge the assumption that health insurance in the United, United States buys everyone affordable access to care. Nearly three in four people without health insurance struggle to pay for health care. But even people with coverage found it difficult to pay for health care. Nearly six in ten people who bought health insurance through the affordable care marketplace, brokers, or other health insurance sellers said it was very or somewhat difficult to afford health care costs. People who got insurance via Medicare, Medicaid, or work also report financial struggles, financial struggles. According to the telephone and online survey of random sample of more than 7,800 adults, April 18th through July 31st, 38% of people surveyed delayed or skipped needed health care or filling a prescription drug because they could not afford it. More than half of adults who skipped care said a health problem worsened as a result. Also, one-third of adult Americans report they owe money to a doctor, dentist, hospital, home health care provider, nursing home, or other provider. These bills stem from routine care for chronic health conditions nearly as often as they did from emergencies or recently diagnosed health problems. Among those who owned a medical debt, the survey said nearly half owed 2000 or more. Nearly two-thirds of adults who owe money for a medical bill paid their health care provider directly, but past due bills for about one-third of adults were turned over to collection agencies. In 2021, consumers owed about $88 billion 
in medical care, making it the largest category of consumer debt. When consumers owe medical debt, it's often turned over to collection agencies and appears on consumer credit reports, which can make it difficult for people to buy a house or finance a car. The Biden administration has proposed rules barring unpaid medical debt from appearing on credit reports. An overwhelming number of survey respondents said medical debt can make people anxious or worried, but consumers also had to make other sacrifices to pay their medical bills. 39% cut back on necessities such as food, rent, or heat. 37% spent all of their savings on medical debt. 25% took another job or worked more hours at an existing job. One of the primary doctors, John Bocott, said he deals daily examine examples of people struggling to afford health care. Patients are confused and frustrated and face legitimate threats to their health and well-being. Those affordability challenges are real. They're getting worse, and they are a clear and present danger to people's health and well-being. Yeah. Skipping care due to health care costs is, is let me let me assure you, let me assure you, I'm an example. It is very challenging, very challenging, and we're going to be talking about it over the next couple of Mondays. Also coming up, I want you to know is that uh, we're going to also be having a discussion around giving back. Smart ways to get involved in the volunteer tradition. Picking the right charity, which way to give, and who should get your money and who should not. Oh, that's up to you, but we just, there's some things and some safeguards that you should know. So we're going to share opinions about it, and you make your decisions to uh, have it happen for you. Also, um, we'll be uh, talking about five ways to bring down your blood pressure. And uh, we'll be sharing some tips uh, with you over over the uh, next couple Mondays. It's going to for the next month or so going to be uh, dealing with issues like health care and and uh, how to do better. So just stay tuned, and we'll keep you informed. We'll also let you know that uh, we're out and about with our voter registration drive. And uh, I'll take the call from Lena Redman whenever she calls in. But right now, not whenever, I know she will get back to us because she does. Let me get to over to pick up with the one and only Mr. Mark C., the talented and capable sir. How are you, good man? How are you? Hey, good morning, L.Y. Good morning, Big E. Hey, what's up, Mark? How you feeling? Um, I'm okay, man. It was it was good to see y'all, Larry. Um, I got to, you know, give y'all flowers. <laughs> man, I mean... You guys was out there from 11 o'clock. Uh, my wife lost, you know, just pray for our family. My we, wife we lost. We got to. We must. We must. Yes, indeed. Yeah, last Tuesday, her third sister since 2021. So, I mean, you, you know, we got to take care of ourselves. Complications of COPD with this one. And, um, but I, I got a chance to stop by there because, you know, we've been back and forth out there. And, and I got a chance to stop by there um, Saturday. You sitting out there you know, for hours, and, and you and Miss Redmond and all you guys out there um, doing the voter drive and the, and, and, and the uh, 
trunk or treat, you know, it, it was just awesome, man. And um, and I got to to meet a young man that had been out there with y'all, Squeegee, and he was seventeen. And I was able to give him some information, you know, that can hopefully get him off of the street. So you know, it's just that was just awesome, man. It, it was, uh, the, you know, Mark. Uh, they they did a vote, and uh, the they had. Uh, Two two young, I think they were twins. Uh, they couldn't been no more than eight or nine years old, but they were dressed up as police officers. Oh wow! <laughs> and I mean, I, there was it was, it was I mean, everybody else tend to want to get uh, uh, scary, uh, well known figures, you know, sport figures and uh, whatnot, and uh, so you sort of recognize what the child, but. To have this, to have these two twins, to have these two, yes, to have sir. these two young men, and they were dressed as police officers, and wow. and then the and and they, and they won the first prize. It was just you should, it, it could have been no more than seven, eight years old. And then the other one, catch this, he uh-huh. was dressed as a businessman. Wow! Yeah, I mean that was his. <laughs> I said, what a businessman! And I I, guess how old he was? <laughs> Seven years old, and he told his mother, "I want to go in a suit and tie." Wow! I said, "Wait a minute!" So it, it, it was encouraging, and uh, mm-hmm. f- and for the I didn't have a chance to speak uh, with the with the mother of the, the two two youngsters. They just said that the, this is the outfits they wanted to wear, and so that's why they proudly showed up at the. <laughs> wearing them, and there were all sorts of uh, others, many, many others, all of them. And the beautiful thing about it, four years running, always yes, everything right. was done well. The parents, the kids, and the and 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 those wonderful unions from across the board, all the major unions and and the women of labor. And so we it just turned out to be nice. One certainly thinking once again, the arena players. Uh, uh, players uh, yeah. theater the board yeah. and 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 staff yeah. especially and then the, the and then the youngsters themselves so it was wonderful and god willing all things being good and equal we'll be back for our fifth year but mark uh-huh. yes you've had uh 23 is certainly um taxed uh, the the, uh, the cannon family so you oh, you you're, you're a trooper boy, man. man you're a trooper your trooper, you. and see and and let the queen know that we uh certainly care her in our prayers as well Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what people are talking about? A lot of things, of course, but Mark, they're still talking about that mess situation over in Carver. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. I'm looking at it now. Gee, me Christmas. It's three more teams yeah, and know, three. Yeah, you know, um, uh, I, you know, L.Y. and, and uh, Big E, people, you know, I just, for some reason, I just be in situations. And, and, and yesterday, I got a chance, um, we we was over uh, my sister in law house and, and I got a chance to talk to a fourteen year old that that goes to Dunbar where the, where the um the twelve year olds were shot in the back and uh, uh you know allegedly by the fifteen year old that that they arrested and she was saying you know how um that they got the police and stuff out there now and you know people young people are carrying guns some for protection you know this that and the other but you don't expect. Oh, this is what she was saying. A lot of the parents, you know, are young, 38, 39, 35, you know, and she say a lot of the parents are turned up. So for 
you know, but I, this is still hard to believe. And it's not most parents and it's not most young people, but it's enough to disrupt. When you have a parent take their 15, two parents take mm-hmm. their 15-year-old to Carver to beat up, pistol whip, you know, another young man. And uh, then, you know, encounter somebody else and they have a shootout. Mm-hmm. 15 years old, five minutes before school was getting ready to start. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and everybody's arrested. But when you have that, teachers, I'm going to tell you something, man. I take my hat off the teachers. They can't make enough money. I've never in my life seen it like this. But they're terrified. The most, the, the 95% or 99% of students that's not participating in that kind of stuff is terrified, man. You know, it's crazy. And you know what else I was thinking about? I know y'all remember, everybody got to remember this. Y'all remember Lean On Me with uh, Morgan Freeman, right? This is like we Absolutely. live in a modern-day Lean On Me. It's like It seems like it's got to be a movie, and, and it's and fabricated. But this is real life, and it's to the point where it's like we need metal detectors. We need the doors locked. We need something because it's like if you can't go to school and be safe, and, and, and another kid got Scott, uh, shot on the um, playground, it's just, it's bad. Right. It's like right. it's like to the point I'll, if I don't have kids, but if I had a child, I would reconsider about, you know what I mean, letting them go into public school every day because if, if they're not safe, you know what I mean, why am I sending them? You know, if, if, if I can't guarantee they're going to come home in one piece, you know what I mean, over something, something petty. I'm sure it's something petty if, if they're in school, you know. It's like, oh, what are y'all really arguing and, and fighting over in school? You know what I mean? So it's just uh, it's the mentality. And, and I'm like I'm saying, we got to either – Mandatory um, metal detector. So I don't. I hate to have it look like that because on the outside looking, it's going to look bad. But if your child got to go to school and risk getting shot, we got to do something. It's like we gotta, we gotta get on um, lean on me. We gotta turn into Morgan Freeman, and I'm ready. I'm willing to be Morgan. Hey, but um, you know, like and 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 Big E, um, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yes, sir. Um. Isaiah Tom, uh, Isaiah um, Carter's mother been coming out and sounding the alarm. He was the young man that was murdered over at Patterson High School. My alma mater. Yeah, and uh, and and they and he had told his mother, guys. He had told his mother. His mother had went and reported it that the Hispanics and his son and them, her son and them, were in disputes. And, and, and they did absolutely nothing because, and I've talked to school police, school police say that they've been taken out of the process of, of, of discipline. They should, they should be out, you know, in the cars, out on the, on the grounds and stuff like that, like they always did. And a 23-year-old young man brought a gun because her son and them went down there to fight them and killed that boy. And she's been sounding the alarm. She says she's out of, out of her grief. Mm-hmm. She's been coming out. She says she's been riding around different schools and locations and stuff like that. And she say like uh, 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 Fells Point, places like that. She see, uh, you know, the police and stuff out there, but she doesn't see it in our communities. And the young people want a young lady stood out on on the ground of City Hall before they opened Town Hall, and she cried. She was with uh, P- Pastor Smith, PM Smith. And she said that one of her friends that got shot, she said people were carrying guns to school for protection. She said we shouldn't have to pray to turn 18. She said where's the metal detectives and where's the, the police officers? And I agree 100%. Wow. It's, uh, we're going to be uh, 
Everline's Lit, so we're certainly going to be coming to our group and uh, let you share your thoughts with us, and we're going to uh, hear from you, want to know. Also, just should you know, I, I'm going to start um, having an opportunity to, uh, we're working on a, right now we're looking at the middle of November uh, to return to the podcast and uh, making it uh, happen. So uh, today we're going to have some serious discussions. I hope to be able to announce next week the exact date of the return of the uh, uh, LY Morning Show to be podcast. And uh, uh, we should be able to return and put that back in place. I'd want to do it real fast because there's going to be, uh, we we got an election coming up in May. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the handicaps that I have, very few, one of the handicaps I had is that uh, we couldn't uh, do but so much in terms of a talk host. At least my position was I didn't want to do right. too much. But uh, podcast, you're free to right. say what you want to say. And Absolutely. so we're going to have, we're going to get involved. And uh, yeah. uh, it'd be interesting. I've already had some people say some things that I won't be able to cover over the air. But let me simply tell people. Yeah. Uh, fine. Yeah. If if you think whatever you got armed and however you want to do it, you go ahead and proceed. Uh, but I'm prepared to face my accusers. I'm prepared to deal with the fact that this election is too important, and yeah, I am determined to be a player, however small it might be. But I yeah, intend. Sir. We. I'm looking at the election. We got the mm-hmm. major, the mayor, the president of the council, the controller, yes. council yes. members, and yes. uh, we've got to get involved. And uh, yes. the voter registration, yes, indeed, we did voter registration as well uh, Saturday at the uh, uh, Trunk and Treat. And uh, one of the p- people we're going to be hearing from uh, was one of the first five to say to us, once we announced we were ready to come out to the community, he was one of the first five to come to us and say, bring it over here. Let's go. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. they, they missed the voter registration anyway. But anyway, family, let's Ooh. take a 30-second break right here, and then we're going to yeah, come man. right back. And we want to hear from you and you and you. you. You know the number, 410-481-1010, 410-481-1010. In conversation with L.Y. And I never thought I'd be.
morning, good morning. In conversation with L.Y. Every line's lit, and uh, Mark, I, two folks told me to let you know that uh, they appreciate you, man, in a special way because despite everything, you're out there. I said, yes, he helped that young man. He he went back twice to make sure that young man was going to be uh, listened to and I just want you to know, people watch you, good man. You, 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 good people. Then, so I told him, I yeah, I'll be happy to share that. So there Thanks. you go. I appreciate it. Okay, appreciate all right. Let's go to the lines, and we're going to be hearing from Gene, Doc, Sandra, Leo, and David. Then let's start with Gene. Uh yeah. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, sir. Uh, good morning. Yeah, I was to chime in, Larry, on the medic, the uh, medical. Uh, the medical, what is it called? The the medical help. Yes, sir. Medicare. Yeah, with the medical, um, you know. Oh, the issue I was bringing up about how how people are making decisions on on, on the healthcare. Go right ahead, please. Yeah. On a, on the healthcare, you know, whatever whatever kind of policy they have. So, and I just happen, like you say, I have Medicare. Uh, right now, it's open enrollment, and it goes through December the seventh. And it's really important for me now that I have a better understanding uh, in my personal situation, I have found out that, number one, um, I'm sure that, you know, you probably ran across this, this too, Larry, in reference to when they consider how you're going to get help, whether they look at how much money you have, um, let's say, in savings, which is generally about $2,000, I think it is. I don't know the exact exact amount, 2500 but if you have more than that, uh, that benchmark or that amount of money, then, uh, of course, you make too much money, and then uh, you have to pay for your coverage out of pocket. Um, so that means that if you, if you make too much money and you don't qualify for assistance, which, is, which would be Medicaid, and then they will pick up the majority of the money that's uh, uh, Medicare D, Part D would pick up. And 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 what I found out was, and because uh, my 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 wife used to work for Amtrak, that we didn't have a, a, a pharmacy policy for her. Now you could go back during this enrollment period and pick that up, but you have to pay also pay a penalty for that. Some of the medications that people use cost as much as six hundred dollars. And so along with that penalty, after it's all said and done, they do the math and the whatever percent it is that the penalty is going to be, you know, you might be able to get that medication for a little under $200. So, again, you're on a fixed income. You're paying, uh, if you don't have uh, Medicare Part D with a prescription plan, this is how this stuff affects you. Uh, the uh, I'm trying to think you know, real quickly. Uh, the uh, um, Something else I wanted to address. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, you, uh, the president uh, Biden uh, talked about a couple of weeks ago uh, assisting people, well, doing away with the the way medical bills are reported on your on your credit. So, in other words, if you owe a doctor, let's say seven dollars, they carry that seven dollars for, and it can be carried for as long as seven years. I'm sorry, most debt, you know. Um, derogatories on your credit bureau report uh, are reported for seven years and then they drop off, right? But medical bills do not drop off. They You get those for a lifetime. And so your credit bureau uh, report is affected uh, for as long, I guess, as you live. Uh, right now, 
and it will lower your credit bureau, uh, your, you know, your credit um, rating, uh, as it's reported, you know, by the different credit uh, rating companies. So this is um, and you, you, Gene. I got I got to move, but I got to tell you, oh, everything you brought to us is true, accurate, and I hope folks are listening. Thank yes, you sir. much. Thank, thank you no, so no, much. Larry, thank you all, man. Appreciate much. you for calling. All right, let's go down. Oh, okay. As I said. One of the first five, in fact, he was number two, call and say, if you're going to do the voter vote, if we're doing it. Uh, and we're doing it because uh, you are the inspiration. When it comes to voter registration, that's your title. Yeah. Mark Doc Seedham, come on in. Good morning. <laughs> good, good morning, gentlemen. Thanks so much for taking my call. And morning, we have a flyer that we're advertising this week, this Saturday at 10 o'clock. We're having the ribbon cutting of a flyer that says, Our children are our today and tomorrow. And sadly enough, I come to you, uh, listeners, telling you that our children will not have a tomorrow. If we continue not to have our police officers armed in Baltimore City schools, you know, this is the third right. shooting that we've had at Carver. This is the third one, the third one within 18 months. I want you all to know very clearly that we've had a shooting uh, at Carver three times, but not, not, not to forget we had Edmondson. It resulted in a death. We had Mervo. It resulted in a death. We had Forest Park. It resulted in a death. And we've had shootings at Frederick Douglass High School, North Bend High School, Joseph C. Briscoe High School, North Bend, Connections, Rupert Drew Jemison, and Booker T. And I'm saying, why are we allowing these sad elected officials to say uh, that black lives don't matter in Baltimore City, that every jurisdiction in the state of Maryland can have their officers, their school officers on, and all elected officials, the overwhelming majority, are African Americans, and we're telling our children they should not have officers that are armed. Right. It doesn't make sense, yeah. family. At 10 o'clock, we're doing our ribbon cutting. But we're the school that has Carver High School within our neighborhood. And what we're having, at 10 o'clock, we will cut the ribbon. At 11 o'clock, we will do an emergency press conference. My board voted unanimously this weekend. We need to get the legislation in to have our officers on. What would have happened had that parent who would have gotten inside the school without going uh -huh. through the metal detector decided that yeah. she was going to do the shooting, not her child? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Family, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. We're rolling dice. We're just saying, oh, are we going to wait till one of our children gets shot inside the school before we do something? Why are we the only jurisdiction in the state of Maryland where our police officers are not armed? That's right. It doesn't make sense. Baltimore, this this Saturday. At 11 o'clock, if you care about our children, as our father said, our children are our today and tomorrow. We're celebrating opening up our new outdoor uh, play gym, but we're saying we won't have any children if we allow this to continue. Our elected officials, if you don't want 
us to have our officers armed, then, you know, you don't have any children in our schools. You don't live in any neighborhoods where we're having crime, so it doesn't right. affect you. Right. We're, we're saying, folks, we're begging you, help us. This Saturday at 11 o'clock, if you don't care about us opening up the play gym for the kids, at least care about our black elected officials don't give a damn about our children because they won't allow our officers, who are great men and women, to have their weapons while they're in school protecting our children and our staff. Thanks for taking Absolutely. my call. Right. We, you, we were begging you to, to have that voter registration in our area. We would love to have you. We're going to work with you, Doc, and also hopefully we can make it with you on a Saturday at 11 o'clock. Thank you, good man. And by the way, you, you were the you, you you didn't have a uniform on. You were representing the National Action Network, and you wear it well. You wear it well. Thank you. Thank you, good man. You know, everybody know Doc dresses well. Thank you, good man. Thank you so very Thank much. You. Let's go to pick right. up Sandra. Sandra. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, nurse? Senator, how you doing? How you doing, nurse? I love and respect you, Senator, and keep your keep your uh, hope up and keep yourself strong. God got you. You'll make it. You'll bring you through this, Senator. <laughs> well, bless you, sweetheart. Uh, and uh, also, I got, I mean, I have to give kudos to Doc. I mean, it was an honor to come right behind him. I can't say nothing else because he laid it out there. He laid it out there. And if and if the parents don't get up off of their butts and go to those schools and help monitor their children in them schools, they, are the, they should be held responsible too. I mean, if you got children going to those type of schools, you need to be involved. My thing, Senator, I want to know where are the children getting these guns and bullets from? You know, that's that's it. That's it. That's it. You're on point to ask those questions. And where are they coming from? Thank you. Thank you. It's something wrong somewhere. Because from what I'm understanding, them type of schools, those, half of those children don't even work. They're only, what, 15, 16? So where are they getting these guns and bullets? We, 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 you gotta, uh, you gotta, you, they got to trace the guns and bullets and see where they're coming from. It is. Who's, who's distributing the guns and who's distributing the bullets? I, I, I'd like to know, is there one particular city that's doing a better job at it than another that's that's the because, Mark. Have you heard? Have you heard? And your guys uh, from the police force said to you that there's a this city's doing better than another city. Uh, it, it, I mean, there's got to be somebody's come up with an idea that's better than right. what we're doing here. Have we searched and and I, I'm asking. Yeah. Um. Real quick, Larry. Um. Let let let, let me say this. I I got two things I got to piggyback on. I got to piggyback on. What Doc said, because you know I talked to Sergeant Bolt, right, and people like that, that okay. school police officer, and um, we got the ghost guns. You know, uh, uh, when the fourteen-year-old I talked to yesterday to go to Dunbar, she said we got a lot of the ghost guns. You can make guns now, but just like Doc said, we the only jurisdiction, you know, where our officers uh, and mostly black officers cannot be armed in the schools, and we're the worst. As far as school shootings and stuff like that, Larry, we had a young man that 
carjacked somebody. Listen to this. Ran in the school. The carjacked an Uber driver or something. Ran in the school with the gun. With the gun. They had to confront him in the cafeteria. This is the kind of stuff we got going on in our schools right now. And yet, um, uh, Comstat, uh, um, one of the councilmen had, was gonna br- wanted to bring that back, brought it up to the mayor, which would, which would help uh, with these guns and all that kind of stuff, and the mayor wasn't um, open to it at the time. One of the councilmen told me that, not Mark. Mm. Yeah, that's this. See that right there? Let you know it's a joke, because like, like you said, Mark. Can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Uh, I like to ask you a question, Timothy. When you go have a book drive? <laughs> My goodness. Since, uh, I know I know that you are reading a lot now. I want to know when you're going to have a book selling. I'm going I'm to let you know real soon, but right now, bless your heart, I'll let you know. Let, 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 I want to know. I, and, okay. I, and we're going to let you know. But let, let me stay on this one because this is a hot one. I just okay. you some right I just to Appreciate know. you always, nurse. No, what I, I just wanted to chime in. Right, I want to know why, why they don't have the offices. I'm going to right. pick your copy up, Miss Saunders, so I can meet you. Okay, now, well, like I was saying, why, why they don't have the offices armed, what are they going to do when someone comes, like you say, a situation arrives and someone brings the gun into the school, then how do you, you know, deal with a gun? Would you bring the knife to that gun? Like, how do you handle that? Because that doesn't oh, make sense at one, 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 one percent if... The city is the most dangerous spot, and you're telling me the officers yes, are not is. allowed to have a weapon. But the other schools, right. when there's not, you know, documented cases right. and stuff going on, they are they, they they have weapons. So that's a joke, that's and that, that just goes to show that yeah. they don't care about us. That's what I, that's what I believe on my end. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's hear from our senior warrior, Leo. Good morning, my friends. Morning. Good morning, Leo. Good morning, Leo. Good morning. Uh, let me briefly respond to Doc Cheatham. He's right on, a hundred percent right on in terms of what he said, and I endorse his actions wholeheartedly. Uh, let me say also that when we review the situation with public schools, we find out there's been a breakdown of leadership administratively and politically. Truancy at one time. They had truant officers, Larry, you know it, and I know it, and the rest yep, of you know yep, it. Yep, and, they, yep. and if you stayed out of school too long, they came after you. They stopped, doing, thi- they stopped doing things that worked. The school yep. police, we didn't have school police all the time. My father graduated from Carver High School in 1938. I'm very familiar with Carver. We didn't always have school police, but we had tough principals and teachers. And so what have they done with school police now that we have them? They've reduced the number of school police. Every school should have a police officer, and they don't. They've gone yeah. from, I believe, yeah. 100, yeah. 100, 142 officers. Now they're down to 68 or 60, 70 officers. They keep cutting right. the school police officers. The discipline, yeah. you were suspended if you were a problem. They'd give you counseling, Larry. You remember that. And you could not come back to school without your parents coming to school to meet with their teachers and administrators. They stopped doing what works. And let me close on this note. Social promotion is not the way to go. You don't advance students from one level to the other if they can't read and write. And what happened right. to the lawsuit? The lawsuit is still pending 
but they've got, when I say lawsuit against the Baltimore City uh, public schools and so mm-hmm. and Sonia Santa leases, it's still pending, but they don't want it to go forward because they mm-hmm. might reveal the truth that the mm-hmm. mayor and other politicians have no vision with regard to education. They can't carry on an intelligent conversation such as I'm hearing here today about education and where we go from here. Why not bring students from Coppin and Morgan who want to educate our children? Why not encourage them financially, give them financial incentives to want to be teachers instead of having, in some of our inner city schools, we've got more white teachers who are not from Baltimore than we've got black teachers. We've got to fight and we've got to push our leaders and we we cannot roll back history. I understand that, but we've got to understand we have things that work that have been eliminated and we should not allow that to prevail. Yeah. That's right. Thank you. God bless you. Thank, Thank you, you as well. Hey, Leo. Yes, sir. When is the big event? Uh, Friday night. The third, November third, at eight o'clock, at the Tiffany East Caterers. It's a seventy-five dollar ticket. This is a fundraiser. I think I told you we have received funding. We have a proposal that was funded for our rites of passage program now, thanks to one of our board members, at fifty thousand dollars for the next three years. It's the Roots of Scouting Incorporated. Roots of Scouting Incorporated is a 501c3. We're in our 43rd year in service to this community. And uh, call me at 443-651-2578. 443-651-2578. There are still some tickets available for Friday night at 8 o'clock. And if you can't come, make a donation. It is tax deductible. There Thank you, you all. No problem at all, good man. Thank all you. right, let's go down to Willie Ray. Reverend. Yeah. yeah. Good morning, my senators and my brother Mark C. and my Radio good One morning, family. my friend. I just want to thank the Radio One family for being supportive of me and my 50-year anniversary at New Shallow Baptist Church Center. I want to thank yeah. you for the support, as well as my um, uh, National Action Network family and Radio One. Y'all have been very gracious to me on my 50th anniversary, give me a new life. So, uh, again, as um, a stranger, Christ and Fume, who is the keynote speaker, that this is just the beginning. This is a breakthrough. I take this from Judge Robert Bell. He said, when you get award, there's just another opportunity to do more. <laughs> so this is how I see this. Wow, event. I love that. I love that. So, and I went right into that by saying on this Saturday, on November the 4th, uh, we are having a Baltimore Have Talent Showcase at the one and only oldest black historical theater in the country, the Arena Players. It's going to be this Saturday at Arena Players uh, from from uh, 2 to 5. It's an audition and registration. Let me indicate it's free. And it's saying this is our kickoff for the Baltimore Have Talent sh- Showcase. And we're going to be recruiting students. Uh, I'm with uh, Doc Keaton with the schools, and certainly Mark C. and the uh, We Are Us brothers are certainly invited. We are starting at uh, Samuel Rutledge Elementary School, 
and 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 Hamilton Hamilton uh, Elementary School as well as Booker T Washington, and we already established in, in Douglas High School, and we also reached out to Shake and Bake Family Fund Center and the Robert C Marshall Center. I say that because we are building a network. I agree with Mark C. Uh, ounce of, of prevention is better than more than a, a, a pound right. of treatment. So we are just launching Save Another Youth. It's not dead. We well and still alive. I want to add. They just had a celebration for Reverend Vernon Dotson yesterday at Union Baptist Church. He was 100 years old, and uh, they they gave us a new charge because since his death, he, you know, Larry, you know this, he was the head of the Goon Squad and Bill Organization. We're trying. I know I am. I know I'm working with Reverend Harold Carter Jr. as well as Bishop Reginald Kennedy, as you know, Larry, Senator. They had the, the okay. ministers' conference had a 150-year anniversary this Friday at Martin's West. So I'm challenging the ministers uh, of the family to get engaged with one faith, one church, and one corner. All right. well, I, I got to get these other folks in. I only got three minutes left, but yeah. thank you, as always. And you look good yesterday, yeah. sir, and uh, appreciate you that. making your way. And uh, I don't know how many more you got, but whatever you got, I know you're going to give it to your community that you love and loves you back. Thank you so much. Yeah, I love Amanda. all of you guys. Y'all Let's gave me the win. <laughs> Thank you. Let's move on to catch Sister Diane. Diane. Uh-huh. Well, good morning. How y'all doing? Fine. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Hi. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing fine. You know, um, why are y'all the school police in Baltimore City? Carry guns if the other ones, because I worked in Baltimore County. Everybody thought I worked in the city, but I worked in the schools in Baltimore County. And, you know, the officers did have guns, but they also put them away when they came in to the school system. I, you know, I, there's, there's been discussion. Mm-hmm. Don't do that now. Oh, no, there's been discussions about this uh, mm-hmm. issue for, for for quite some time. And uh, I, I'm in agreement with Doc. So we just have to make sure that we get things um, corrected. That's all I can say at this point. We so do it have to be, legis- it have to be yes. legislated yeah, by, yeah, uh, yeah. by the... Um, yes, it does. The, um, yeah. Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah. okay um, could, um, if y'all know when they get the number, can you let us know? Because Absolutely. If I, can't go to Annap- I, if I can't go to Annapolis, I can write. Okay, and I will let you know. You okay. best believe it. We'll let you know. No, no hesitation. All right. All right? Anytime. Uh, thank, thank you. Have, have a safe one. Peace. All right. All right. Thank you. You too. All right, Phil. I just want a couple things real quick here. Uh, first of all, I, I got to tell you that uh, the Arena Players is what actually started off our seventieth, but the celebration musical review was fantastic. Everybody is upset that this one. We had uh, just recently God is going to trouble the waters. It was a drama by D. Uh, Carter. Uh, it, it was a delightful awakening into the lives of imperfect people. And the play showed a dark side of faith, but allows for redemption to be found where you would least likely find it. And the world and the dance of whirlwind dance of faith flows through out of this uh, this comedy. It was powerful and people are demanding already, can we do it again? Can we do it again? We're working on it, working on it, working on it. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a musical, uh, Christmas musical, and that's going to be on December the 8th through the 10th. So you should know that. That's an evening of joyous Christmas music and sing-along, oh, wow. a time for families to celebrate the holiday together. Also, the Youth Theater Holiday Production is going to be going on the 15th through the 17th. 
of the youth theater. You should make your way. The last time I saw a production, you would have thought it was on Broadway. Young people, by the way. Also, in February, the whole, every weekend in February, a musical about Mahalia Jackson, uh, featuring the music of the various oh, wow. gospel composers, as well as hymns and spirituals made famous by Mahalia Jackson. Mahalia is a joyous celebration of life and music of the world's greatest gospel singer, this humble, deeply religious woman whose expressive, full-throat voice carried her from three-room sh- shanty in New Orleans to appearances before presidents and royalty. The joy and inspiration of Mahalia's heartfelt songs provide a counterpoint to the urgent messages delivered by her friend, Martin Luther King Jr. Also coming up, and by the way, if you want to be a part of that, I'm going to do a group sale, so let me know and we'll make sure you get some of the best seats, but it's going to be sellout. Watch me, it's going to be a sellout. There's a couple more coming online, but I want you to know about this one. And this is called Soulmates, the music of Ashford and Simpson, a wow. lovingly soulful stage musical that focuses on the compositions of Nicholas Ashford and Valerie Simpson through a series of love letters. It's a flashback and sound of how this couple shared a life together. Yeah, Songwriters, yeah. world-renowned performances. Yeah. So all that's going to be going on at the Arena Players. Lastly, if you're interested in the STEM program, we got one last session. You call me and let me know so I can get you involved. We do have scholarships available wow. so you can get involved in our STEM program. Coming up, of course, is the lady herself. She's Baltimore. She's a living legend. Who? Well, you know who. The one and only with her own street named after and it's got yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. well Sean is telling me uh, that's, that might be fine and good but you gotta go L.Y. so that's Sean right. thank you as always Eric Mark C <laughs> tell, tell the queen a hello and we certainly keep, her, keep the family in prayer God bless Thanks. also Appreciate Travis Winkie I just want you to know good brother we heard about your senior model David and we certainly want to keep him and give condolences to you and your fine studio. God bless each and every one of you. So coming up, Miss Smooth Bill. It's where it's the new 1010 W O L B with talk in the day and soul at night.